Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. I'm Michelle. And today we are talking about the movie Chasing Liberty. So Chasing Liberty is a 2004 movie. It stars Mandy Moore, Matthew Good, Mark Harmon, and Jeremy Piven. Mm-hmm. I could have done that, Jeremy Piven. Yep. I'm just going to say it right now. It was directed by Andy Cadiff, uh, I think is how you say it. Mm-hmm. It's like Cardiff without the R. Yes. Uh, and he's done mostly uh, TV with like a couple of TV movies and like the Leave it to Beaver movie. <laughs> Like that's that's about all. The, like I hated I hated the television series Leave It to Beaver, but I liked the movie. Uh, he also directed eighty one episodes of Home Improvement. Wow, and okay. seventy one episodes of Spin City. Wow, to give you like so that's like yeah his TV bona fides. Yeah, uh, it was written by Derek Guiley, Guiley, whatever, and David Schneiderman, which is just fun to say. Yeah, they didn't do much else. They've done like a thing called Level Up together. Uh, which was a TV movie and then a series on Cartoon Network. They haven't really done much else. Mm-hmm. Mostly like like little short things. Like I think they both had seven or eight things to their yeah. to their name. So yeah, yeah. Also, this, this movie definitely had a like written by a man feel to it. I'm gonna throw this mention out there. My date with the president's daughter came out in 1998, <laughs> and first daughter also came out in 2004. I knew, yeah, because at least according to the copyright on the DVD that I own, it did. I'll uh, check it, but so like I, Katie Holmes is in First Daughter, right? Yes, it's Katie Holmes and Mark Lucas. That's right. Okay, I've seen that one like once. This this one, like I don't know, like if it was just on more than First Daughter, or um, or if I just glommed on to like Matthew Good that hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one came out in January of '04, and First Daughter came out in September of 2004. Ah, so that's okay. a that's a decent gap, but at the same time, it's kind of it, it's kind of that Armageddon deep uh, impact. Deep thing. impact I was thing, literally yeah. about to say that. Well, and you know, and volcano Dante's Peak. Yeah, like, like they happened at the like yeah. at the same time too. Yeah, and my date with President's daughter, like I said, was 1998, and that's kind of how this movie starts. A little bit, yeah. Is is like you could have had? I mean, you couldn't have because at that point he wasn't doing live TV anymore. But you you could have just had you know Eric Matthews, not Eric Matthews, Wilfred L. Wilfred L. Pull up to the first first the first house, no, the White House, <laughs> to pick up the first daughter, and it would have been the same. That part would have been a little similar. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, the synopsis is the president's daughter, unable to experience life like a normal 18 year old escapes from her entourage of secret service agents while traveling in Europe. She falls for a handsome British stranger who also happens to be working undercover for her father. It's a modern, according to IMDb, it is a modern day homage to Roman holiday. I can see it in some places. It doesn't end the same way. It definitely um, don't end the same way. But also the IMDb score is 6.1 out of 10. Mm-hmm. The Rotten Tomatoes, whopping 18%. Yeehaw. It is a 60% audience on that, yeah. but 18% from critics who called it formulaic. A lot of people said it only did as well as it did because of uh, Mandy Moore. Yeah. Because her, yeah. Her star was definitely yeah. on the rise at this point. Well, and this is before she did How to Deal, I think, which was one of the last, like, teen comedy things I remember her doing. Yeah. Um, like, this and How to Deal were, like, kind of the tail end of her. Because this, this was... Oh, man. I'm trying to remember... Oh, God. When did Princess Diaries come out? 
Oh man, two thousand one, two thousand two. Okay, around there, I want to say. Because like, well, because this, Maybe I think, I think long. this also falls right in the line of about the time she did Saved too. Because <laughs> Saved is great. Saved is a um, great movie. But yeah, this was, this was definitely the first thing. Like, if you've listened to this podcast at all, oh one. Oh, one. I'm sorry, I really proud of myself. Venus, Venus. Um, yeah, listeners, if if you've listened to any of our earlier episodes, you've probably heard me espouse my love for Matthew Good. This was definitely the first thing that I saw him in, but the first thing where he like completely stood out to me was um, I'm ashamed how much I love this movie because it's Woody Allen. Like Woody Allen directed it, but the movie Match Point. Mm-hmm. With uh, Jonathan Reese Myers and uh, Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. also in it, and at that point, I already loved Jonathan Reese Myers and Scarlett Johansson. But there was something about Matthew Good that, to me, he stole every scene that he was in. Which, alongside Jonathan Reese Myers, that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. That's very hard to yeah. do. And like, just my eye continually focused on him. And then I saw him in an adaptation of *Brideshead Revisited*, which I had seen. The other uh, *Brideshead Revisited* with Jeremy Irons in it. I've never seen any of them, and I've read the book. I did a report on the book in college, Man, and I've never seen any of them. The but from what I gather, the one movie really focuses more on the bromance, and one movie focuses more on the romance. Um, because that's basically the first half and the second half of the book. Yeah, I I don't. It's been so. I was I was a teenager when I saw mm-hmm. the Jeremy Irons one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the one like the the remake has has Matthew Good and um, uh, Ben Whishaw. Who oh well, yeah. I oh I absolutely love him too. Haley Atwell is also in it. Yeah, and that. then Michael Gambon and um and Emma Thompson play uh, Lord and Lady. Marsh Bain. Yeah, I, I forgot. Sorry, I, 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 it's been it's, it's been, been a long time. Yeah, thirteen years since I read right. it. So, but like, and and again, like he completely stood out to me in that. Which, again, I'm like, there Ben Wishaw is also in that movie, so it was a lot of like, I was like, where do I look? There's too much happening in yeah. this scene. Um, and I just, I have watched him in so many things, and I have loved him in basically everything I've ever seen him in. Well, he showed up in Downton, too. He showed up toward he, the end. He showed up in the final season he's of Downton Abbey. He's supposed to be in the movie, from what yes, I understand. Yes, he's going to be in the movie. Um, he was in Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Yeah. Um, you can see him in a, uh Amazon original called Ordeal by Innocence, which is based on an Agatha mm-hmm. Christie book, which has, like, Bill Nye and Anna Chancellor and a bunch of other people in it. Something um, I think of right now. I can't well, think like, of. And he, oh, it's a Discovery of Witches. That's the yeah, thing he's doing. That he, I want to see that so bad. I do too, but I canceled my satellite, so I don't know when I'm going to see it. <laughs> um, like I, I even looked for. I thought about. It, I was like, I'm just going to buy it on. I'm just going to buy the the DVD, whatever. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm just going to purchase it from somewhere. And because I love him enough that like yeah. I trust that this is good, and I've seen it all over Tumblr, so like I'm going to assume that it's good, and like I couldn't even find like a DVD of it. So I don't know if it's out yet because it just released in the states on BBC America. Good recently. Good point. Uh, uh, anyway, the other thing with uh, like Matthew Good to me in this movie, his charm is what makes it work. Because yes. like first daughter. I think Mark Blucas is kind of the same way. Mark Blucas has a, hey, like, very southern country boy. Yes. Like, all he, shucks charm in he, that. He, yeah. And Matthew Good has this 
he does nail the I'm really annoyed with you, but I have to do this because it's my job. Yes. Like, he nails that. Also, it's funny for me because Mark Harmon plays the president. Yes. Which, we watched The West Wing, so he went from being Secret Service <laughs> to the president. <laughs> yes. And then, but also, this was filmed just as NCIS was starting because NCIS yeah. had started in 03. And Freaky Friday came out in 03 as well. Mm -hmm. So he did, like, Freaky Friday and then this. this. And then he's Jethro Gibbs. Yeah. <laughs> he's in, like, a couple of, like, little parts in movies and stuff other than that. Yeah. But, like, I just cracked up because I was like, so he went from Secret Service to the president to Gibbs. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. that's, that was the progression of is, this. And is it, okay, is it, this is probably going to sound weird. In this movie, I felt like, like, him playing the president, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. This is fine. This yeah. feels okay. Him playing the parent of an 18-year-old girl just felt weird. I really enjoyed parts <laughs> of it. Like, he was no, able... I, I enjoyed it, too. It just... But because... Because I, of... Yeah. Because of Gibbs. Yeah. Like, and... He smiles and laughs in this movie. And I if you know! Watch, if you watch NCIS... See, Freaky Friday is the same thing. He's, like, super nice guy in Freaky Friday. I love him in Freaky Friday. I've, I've never seen that version of Freaky Friday because... I mean, I mean, it's, well, it's a travesty to the original, but I love it. It, it is really well, enjoyable. No, by by the time it came out, I had severe Lindsay Lohan and Chad Michael Murray burnout. See, Jamie Lee Curtis. That is why no, I watch it. I, I love her, but, like, my burnout was not yeah. enough to, like, overcome. Like, I would rather just watch A Fish Called Her Amanda. and Mark Harmon being a couple is adorable. Like, because she guest starred on some NCIS at one point, too. Mm -hmm. And they were a thing on NCIS. Like, I love the two of them together. They have really good chemistry. But, yeah, I... It's really funny when she's her when she's being the Lindsay Lohan character in yeah. Freaky Friday because she also was able to not have chemistry with him and to be like, ew, gross. He just tried to kiss me. Like, she's, she's Jamie Lee Curtis. She's Hollywood royalty. But, but my thing with Mark Harmon is like getting to see him laugh again yeah. and smile and, and have moments of softness uh -huh. with like when they're playing the Scrabble scene. That I the love movie, the Scrabble scene. Because I didn't mention the mom also, I didn't write down her name. She's the mom in Princess Diaries. Yeah, she's the mom of Princess Diaries. She's also um, Peter's wife in Hook. Yeah, she's yeah. So so yeah, she's she's very like in like I, like yeah, I love yeah. her in this, and she's really fun. I just forgot to write her name. I, yeah, and I can I never but, remember her name. But yeah, so that's that's another like we talked about Princess Diaries. That that was like two thousand. Yeah, and she's like now she's playing Mandy Moore's mom instead of the mom of her nemesis or whatever. Yeah, I I will say. There were things about this movie that I definitely enjoyed. It did not need to be as long as it is. No! <laughs> 90 minutes is what this... This movie needed my... Like, the My Date with the Princess Daughter, like, move, TV movie level... It, yeah, it... Time. It definitely could have... Like, they could have trimmed some stuff out. Austria. We could have trimmed all of Austria. Yes. <laughs> like, with the exception of them hooking up next to the water. Yeah. Like, you could have trimmed a good portion of Vienna and mm -hmm. a good portion of Austria. And, like... Yeah. There, there's so much in that you could have trimmed. You could have trimmed. Well, because we'll get to it. But yeah. yeah. Well, but even, even like some of the, like some of the stuff like with her and like her and Gabrielle. Yeah. The I'm Roots like, concert goes on entirely too long. Yeah. I like, don't get me wrong. I'm like, I'm like, I'm fucking down to listen to the Roots yeah. anytime. I like, and I, I like, I my, one of my notes is yay, the Roots. Because, I wrote that down too. <laughs> because it's like, it's the Roots and they're great. However, that scene did go on entirely too long. And I could have done with like 99% less Jeremy Piven. I was about to say, I actually have on the side of my paper, Icky Piven counter. Because I have five slashes next to it before I just stopped counting. Because I think that's when he, she finally blew up at him on, on the thing. Um, 
but yeah, I ha- I have a huge like dis. I I don't. Jerry Piven generally turns me off to watching something. Like I don't enjoy watching his performances. There have literally only been like two things where I have ever been able to tolerate him in. One is the movie Singles, and he is in like literally three minutes of the movie. He is like a cashier at like a drugstore. <laughs> And like recognizes like recognizes one of the main characters, and like his bit, it's like I said, it's like three minutes, and it cracks me up. That I can tolerate him in the movie Serendipity. I will say he gave me one sincere laugh in this movie. It's in my notes, so when we get to it, I'll actually mention it. I'm shocked, but I have Literally, one sincere laugh. I fucking tuned out every time he came on screen. I, I hate there- like. For me, when we talk about there, there's very dude. You can tell dudes wrote this movie. The scenes between him and his partner, you can tell are written by not written by women. Yeah. Um, some of some the other stuff I can deal with. It's very typical rom com fare. Yeah. But but the scenes between him and his partner, to me, I dislike that storyline. I hate it so. Like this movie didn't need it at no. all. No. It absolutely. Like we like if you got rid of all of that, this would have been a much tighter, much well, better movie. And you could have played it differently too. Yes. I, I I think it's played poorly. If it were played better, we could have really been drawn into their story and been like, into it. Like I generally think like everything that Jeremy Pittman has ever played, like he feels like very much like a skeezix to me. Yeah. And this movie, that's like dialed up to eleven. Yeah. Cause like yeah, he like I I barely took any notes on him because I'm like you're such a fuck. I I not kidding. I put the hashtags like or that my hashtags, but the hash marks on my paper because I was like Icky Piven. I've written that twice already. Let's just write this on the side of the paper so I can keep. Because when I say Icky Piven, I just mean like he made a super inappropriate comment to his partner Morales. It's Morales and Weiss. Weiss. I generally refer to him as Piven. I tried to start doing Weiss at the end because I was trying to be fair, but. He makes super inappropriate comments to her all the time. Yeah. Until she calls him. I do like the fact she calls him on it. Mm-hmm. And then he sells off like a 12-year-old. And, yeah. And she feels sorry for him. And that makes me even more annoyed. Like, And then somehow they end up falling in love. Like, like it just makes me even more annoyed. Because, like, up to that point, you never see her. You just see her annoyed with him. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, oh, she hurt his little man feelings. Yeah. And now he's so soft and vulnerable. So she tells him what would make him attractive to women. And, oh, that makes him attractive to her. It's just weird. No, like it, it's just a weird, weird storyline, and we'll talk about it a little bit probably. But like, basically, they're the secret service agents chasing her around Europe. Yeah, that's that's their storyline, and you could have almost done without it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you did need the sense of urgency of them chasing. I, yeah, I I will agree to that. But yeah, I, you could have tightened up also, the story. A lot. I also think that could have been served mm-hmm. with like instead of dealing like with them chasing her like having, like, like, fuck, having his, um, having the president's guards, like, what was it, Harper and... <laughs> they were great. Yeah, like, ha- like having them chasing after, like, to me, like, that, like, that turns it into more of, like, a buddy comedy, like, storyline, and, like, I would, like, now, like, I was thinking about, like, if they, like, remade this movie, like, if, like, they, they rebooted this for, for today, I was thinking, I'm like... I, I would need, instead of Weiss and Morales, it, they could still be called Weiss and Morales, but, like, I need them to be played by Vin Diesel and The Rock. <laughs> or apparently, I haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw yet, but apparently <laughs> Statham and The Rock would also be be very good. It's like, Johnson. It's like I, Jack Black and, and, and Dwayne Johnson, because I've watched Jumanji. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, like, just, I, you just uh, want, we just want Dwayne Johnson is what we're saying. 
<laughs> or like like him or Vin Diesel. I'm like either one. Well, the other like, thing with Jerry Piven's storyline, with the the Morales and Y storyline, if they had played it more like he was unsure of himself or yeah. like given them like a slow lead into the romance even. Yeah. Like instead of being like he's a jerk, he's a jerk, he's a jerk, she blows up at him, he's nice all of a sudden. Like I hate that. Like yeah. like instead of show us she's it, attracted to him before that. It, like it, it almost feels like Stockholm Syndrome, the romance. Yeah. Like, that they're just, t- like, they're partners, so, like, they're together all the time. Yeah, so and, like, I just wish... they end up in love. I wish we had seen her attraction to him a little bit. Yeah. Before the whole blow-up thing. Granted, she couldn't be attracted to him before because he was a jerk. So instead of making him a jerk, make him, like, someone who doesn't have any self-confidence. Like, which is what he was supposed to be, like, but he acts like he does. So I don't, I mean, like, actually make him someone that's, like... Make him a Ray Palmer. Can we just talk about Legend of Tomorrow? It's my yeah. favorite shows. Make him a puppy dog. Like, who who well, doesn't yeah. want to, like, step on her toes or be awkward. So he, he, like, starts to make a comment and then stops. Or you know, something like that. Like, make it, make it more, just give it there, more of a... Yeah. Or make him, like, Mick Rory, if you want to make him, like, somebody who's who's disgusting, but you can't help but love, cast Dominic Purcell. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, sorry. It's no. tangent. But yeah. And it, it, yeah, I I hated everything about. It. And I I will say, like, Mandy Moore graded on me a bit in this movie. Um, and I think I think part of that is just because she was still like relatively new to acting, and so I think mm-hmm. she goes too big in well, in several places. In this I movie. think she has to go big to make it believable in some places because True. some of the some of the stuff in this movie made me like. I, I, it, there, there's definitely like so much like crowbar plot well, moving and in like, this too. I understand that she wants her own life and she wants independence. You cannot convince me that someone who has been how they did they do the math fourteen years in yeah. public service does not understand that there are threats to her life. Yeah, there's no way she doesn't understand that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, because like first daughter and my yeah, the I, daughter. I think I think I'm also slightly tainted by the fact, like, having watched The West Wing, yeah, and uh, like Elizabeth Moss is Zoe Bartlett, mm-hmm. and like she bucks against her, like her secret, you know, against her detail and everything like that yeah. too. But it's like she also like recognizes, like, there, you know, in like season one, there's a whole thing like where she and um, mm-hmm. um, I've completely spent anyway, um she and somebody else like sneak off to like to the bar where yeah. uh where some of the other like West Wing staffers are. Yeah. And um and it's like but like she still has Secret Service there with her. Like yeah, she, she doesn't she didn't completely, you know, es- well, escape them. But like she still does things to like you know, kind of buck against the system and yeah. have like her little tastes of freedom. Yeah. Well I mean like first daughter, which I haven't seen in a long time, so I'm probably yeah. getting some stuff wrong. But if I remember correctly, she is like he does lessen her security at college because she begs for it. She goes, "I mm-hmm. want to be as normal as I can." She still right. has two two secret service people that she doesn't buck very often. Mm-hmm. She does like every once in a while, mm-hmm. but that's what Mar Lucas's character is there is is to make, let her feel normal without having more security. Yeah, she doesn't know that at first, but she like she even takes it slightly better than. Mandy Moore's character does. And Mandy Moore's character is ridiculous. She does. When when she she, finds out. She comes off as, like, such a... Like, I think my problem is, like, she just comes off as a brat several times. I have Poor Little Rich Girl written down, and I thought it multiple times. Because, like, 
yes, as a public servant's daughter, she does have to deal with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. And, However, and, we, and, we, and it is a huge burden to have on your shoulders as an 18-year-old. I will also point this out, though. She took on more diplomatic responsibilities than the first daughter is, n- n- mm-hmm. has to. Yeah. So she was put making herself a public figure as much mm-hmm. as... Because the first daughter doesn't have to go do all the things she was doing no. in Prague. I mean, it's great that she did. Mm-hmm. And they were like, she's turning into as much of a diplomat as her father. But, I mean, like, I remember when, like, Chelsea Clinton was in the White House. Yeah. That wasn't really a thing. No. Like, the, like you, she had a few photo ops and stuff she did, but for the most part, and, like, even Sasha and Malia, for the most part, they were much younger. But right. they were very very much off limits. Like, you didn't... Like, you, like you'd see them doing things like the turkey pardon or, yeah. you know, like, things like because that. I'm sure they were at the egg, the egg stuff. Yeah. But, like but you general, don't... But... In general, the first daughter does not actually have the same kind of responsibilities as like the to me it seemed like she was doing the first lady's responsibilities almost and, and that was that was strange to me but she's 18 if she wants to take those on that's great mm-hmm. but i felt like for someone who wanted a normal life she was taking on yeah and they don't bring it up in the movie they just make it seem like this was part of her duties and eh, it's not, not. <laughs> like that's the thing it's it's really not mm-hmm. so that was i, a I will weird. say also <laughs> rewatching this movie for the first time in probably 10 years I, just because, like, I, I've seen him and, you know, like, because I've seen Matthew Good in things like, you know, Guernsey and mm-hmm. Ordeal by Innocence. Like, I've watched him in things very recently. Yeah. So I have the mental picture of him as, you know, being, like, a 40-year-old man. He's baby. And so going into this and I'm watching it and I'm and they're talking about him being, like, you know, the youngest, like, agent in Europe and all of these things. And I'm thinking that... Like, I'm still thinking, like, in my head, okay, that probably put, like, youngest agent in the field. Like, they're not going to make him an agent, like, before he's, like, 25, you know? <laughs> and so, and so then, so, like, I, I, the first part of the movie, I was just watching, like, oh, God, I have to hate this right now, don't I? Because he's so much older than her, and it's skeezy. And, but then, like, I figured it up, and it's, like, when he mentions he's 23, and I'm, like, it's still slightly outside the curve, but it's, it's, in like five years, yeah. In five years, that's better. I'm like, but I also remember being 16 and having a crush on a 21-year-old, and I'm yeah. like, there's a whole, like, like it's it's only five years, but there's a whole gap of, like, life experience there, and, um... My mom and dad started dating when she was 19 and he was 24. Right. So, for no. me, like, like I'm like, that's... They met when my mom was 18 he was 23. Right. So, so I'm like, that's my parents' age difference, so it no. doesn't... <laughs> But, um, but yeah, if he'd been like 40, that'd have been creepy. No, but like, <laughs> mid, but, but, this, mid thing, but he, he has always looked like he had, like, he always looks, this is going to sound such a weird way to describe it. He always looks very manly, but he does have like a bit of a boyish charm to it. Yes. And like specifically now. And so when I still had that in my head, when I started watching this movie and I'm like, and I'm thinking, okay. Even if the character is twenty three, there is no way he was that young. And so I, so I, I did math. I looked it up. He's only six years older than Mandy Moore. So I was like, okay, so he was actually about the age of his character when they made this movie. I'm like, okay, I feel slightly better because I was, I was having that whole thing of like the Hollywood thing. Yeah, I was having the whole Hollywood thing in my head of you know, like you know, Leonardo DiCaprio being 44 and dating a 23 year old. Yeah. You know, I was having that thing in my head and I'm like, I have to hate this on principle. Don't I? But like, but, um, but yeah, I, I did like, I did enjoy it a little more than I anticipated, but 
man, like I said, my biggest complaint is like it did not need to be as long well, as it is. I will also state this is the first time I've ever seen it. Oh, really? I have never seen it. My I, sister, I told my sister that. She's like, Mom loved that movie. What do you mean you ever saw it? But do the math. If it came out in January of 04, I started college which, in, Aug- in August of 04. Mom probably rented it while I was at school. So I never saw well, it. Yeah, this, this came out right as I was starting in CBO. Yeah, and, and I I went in mm-hmm. August of that year. You, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I was like, yeah, I've never, I've never seen it. Cause I like, I think I was Mandy Mord out by that point. I was, I was ready to move on for a little bit because mm-hmm. she'd been like everywhere for a while. Well, and, and in addition, because at that time she was still like, you know, teen pop sensation. Mandy, Mandy Moore, Moore too. exactly. So yeah. like in addition to like being in movies and acting, she was also, All and she, radio was, and, she was a musician. Yeah. Cause and, like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I was just like, okay, it's a Mandy Moore movie. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't see First Daughter in theaters either. I, I know. No. I watched it later. But this, like, I, I know, like, I just happened to see it. Prob- I, I probably saw it this summer that I went home. And um, literally all I did that summer was go to work from, like, 6.30 to 3 every day and then go to the video store and come home with a stack of DVDs. So I'm fairly certain that's when I saw this movie. But yeah, so basically, like it was said, we opened with My Date with the President's Daughter. Like, guy comes to pick her up. She's getting dressed. Th- th- that scene is cute. Like, yeah. her, it's very teenager. She's not, she's not got the brown hair yet. She's still in the blonde, the blonde hair. Yeah, that, like, that, like, sort of, like, sandy, that Which sandy is, colored it, hair. It, that, this was her transition to the brown hair, to get it yeah. to go to the brown hair, like, permanently. Because mm-hmm. she'd been, like, the girl from Princess Diaries with the blonde hair. Because, mm-hmm. like, Walk to Remember, which we're going to cover at some point, she's brunette. Because Jamie is a brunette, and if you change that after changing everything else in the book, let's just anyway. I'm back. <laughs> we I'm can't. Back. We can't save that rant for another time. I will. But so yeah, we literally open my date with the president's daughter because like the guy picks her up. Yeah, he, they ruin his flowers. They they search his car. Yeah, all the things that I'm sorry you should expect if you're going to go on a date right. with her. And then they're having a good time on their date. Even uh, Weiss points out she's got a good one this time. Like yeah, and then. This boy, the teenage boys are stupid. Like, we know this. Well, yeah. But, like, genuinely, this kid is an idiot. Yeah. Everyone knows who she is. You don't go to pull something out of your jacket. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the guy dating her. His friends showed up to it, like, give yeah. him a hard time, basically. And and they're, they're trying to pull out a camera, but they, they just see, see him reach into his le- his big Letterman jacket and pulls him out and the gun and tackle it because that's yeah. what you do. Like how dumb, like I sit there and went, how dumb are you? Like you cannot, you should not be mad at her about this because your friends are idiots. Like mm-hmm. just dumb, dumb, dumb. Well, like I don't think like he was the date, like Grant, like he seemed like he was, was like, this is too much. Like I well, can't. No, I can get that. Yeah. Like, but I don't think it came across as like he was mad at her. Like, but I think like he just realized, oh, there's a lot more to this yeah. than just dating a pretty girl. Yeah. And like before that, she had like a picture with a with a traveling couple. You don't do that, by the way. That is super inappropriate. Uh, like celebrity etiquette. You don't go up with her on a date or out at a restaurant and with your kids in tow, holding your camera and just stare at them until they ask you till they ask if you can take a picture. Like. Super. I was just like, I feel so bad for her right now. Man. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so the first date does not go well. Mm-hmm. Um, Icky Piven happens there. Because <laughs> when, he's, when he's driving home, he asks if he can see her home or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I, I have two notes. I have, like, early on, I have I have Piven. Ugh. And then 
And then later I have, I just like, I already hate Pippin's character. <laughs> just, um, um, which by the way, we haven't mentioned like the president's daughter. Her name is Anna. Yes. Sorry. Not Mandy Moore. Anna. Yeah, Anna. <laughs> but yeah, so Anna, Anna's mad because, you know, she rushes in to interrupt the, the she rushes into the Oval Office and interrupts a meeting with, with what looks like joint chiefs of staff or like high up muckety mucks. A yeah, bunch of like, they, they are having a meeting about the G8 conference. There's military officials in there, all that kind of stuff. So and her dad is such a smart aleck. Yeah. He's like, it's no, Mark Harmon. He's like, no, you had a bad date. We can put this off. We don't need to talk about, you know, saving world hunger or whatever. He yeah. Says. And she's like, no, I'm sorry. And like, but like the way that they are together, you can tell she's like, oopsie. And he's like, I'm not actually mad at you, but I yeah. love you, but we'll talk later. Scoot. <laughs> and, and like, it's, it's the opposite of what like Jed Bartlett would have done. He'd have been yes. like, get out. I'll talk to you at home. Go. Right. Dad doesn't have to say that. Dad just says, yeah, no, you had a bad date. That's more important. Yeah. And she's like, sorry. And then they do have it out in the, in the, at the house, mm-hmm. not the house, but in the West, in the, the private the residence, the residence. Thank you. Um, and mom points out she does deserve normalcy. Mm-hmm. Like she yeah. does deserve a little freedom. Yeah. They, like I said, the, the meeting that he was having was about the G8 conference they were going to be going to in Prague. And, and so basically her mom helps her negotiate yeah. to, to only having two agents on her mm-hmm. when they're in Prague. Um, it's only going to be Weiss and Morales. Like that's, you know, that, that's all she's going to have. And, um, and then, like, she, she wants to go to, you know, she wants to spend time, like, with, with her friend Gabrielle, who was, like, a French diplomat's daughter. She's the prime minister's daughter. Prime minister's daughter. I'm, yeah. My bad. Thank you for correcting that. And she, um, yeah, and yeah. she, yeah, and she wants to go to the Love Parade in Berlin. The Berlin Love Parade. To which her, she goes, it's just, a, I've been doing research online, it's a big peace rally. He goes, it's an orgy. It's basically an orgy. And I was like, that is Mark Harmon. That was Gibbs delivery. I am so, but at the same time, that was also a father going, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, it's just an orgy. <laughs> We're not going. Um, uh, and then we have, uh, like, they're on the plane to Prague, is the next note I have, with the Scrabble scene. That we mentioned yeah. before. It's just a really cute, cute scene because they're they're talking. They're having this genuine family moment. She's still lobbying to go on this love parade, and he's still saying no. Mm-hmm. And so she like plays a word and gets like a zygote and gets like forty points. He plays a word and gets eight points. Mom plays a word and gets hundred and forty four. Yeah. Because like after he plays his eight points, he's like, "Damn!" and gets up, walks away, and comes back and sits on like the edge of his daughter's chair. Which that was like a very yeah. like familial moment that I just thought was really. Like, we talked about a lot of things that could be cut. I'm glad that wasn't. Oh, yeah. Because I like feeling that they do love each other, and she does adore her dad. Like, Mm -hmm. that comes out several times in the movie, that she genuinely loves her dad. Yeah. And appreciates what he does, but (laughs) she still wants to be her own person. And I I just really appreciated that whole scene. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a fabulous first daughter, because she goes out and, like in Prague and she tours these places mm-hmm. and she meets with high school kids and she does all this like, and like she, she helps, you know, with like a, like at a children's theater yeah. and, and stuff like that. And, um, but then there's this whole like big gala event yeah. and it's there that her, <laughs> her friend, her friend, Gabrielle, Mark Harvitt's face. Okay. The president's face at that moment. is so good. Weirdly, like, <laughs> 
when when he asked Gabrielle, he's like, "Do you have a piece of candy in your mouth or something?" Like, I don't know why, but like as soon as he said that, like I was just like, I had like a flashback of like sense memory of like what I was like, "Oh my god, I remember this part." <laughs> Because she has a tongue ring. She has a tongue ring. And, like, piercing. seriously, the look on... Because, like, and you find out that her father doesn't make her take security anymore, which, I'm sorry, that's her father's problem. Because, <laughs> like, she's a prime minister's daughter. That seems very unbelievable to me, that she wouldn't have at least one or two security people. Not, like, all the time on her. I, I don't know. It just seems, like, like that's... The Prime Minister's... That's the President of France, essentially. Yeah, to be fair, I also know there was a, like, British Prime Minister, David Cameron, who also, like, left his daughter in a pub. That's fair. As the Prime Minister. That's fair. So, I'm like, you know... It just seemed odd that she was like, I don't even have to have any security. And I'm like, at these kind of events, I can see that. But, like, not, like, going to the Berlin Love Parade, because she can go... (laughs) I it just know. seems really, really weird. My to my me. my answer to that is, eh, they're French. Okay, that's fair. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so and Dad is all of a sudden less comfortable with his daughter going out with Gabrielle. He is he's like, wait, you're not Pierre's little girl anymore, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then, like later on, Gabrielle gets an idea, and they go, and she come, and Anna comes back in with her hair cut shorter, dyed brown. Yeah, which I just wanted to like because I just dyed my hair on Friday. I'm like, it It takes a little bit. I'm like, how long is this gala happening? I'm Who like, knows? What? They escaped at the very, like, first ten minutes and came back at the very end. Well, like, yeah. I was like, in my, my dye job, it was literally just, like, a like a box of hair dye from Walmart. I was like, was like, unless that's what they're doing, I'm guessing it probably took longer. They probably, she probably has someone on retainer that can come and do it, it, it Like, that, to me, that was the moment where I'm like, oh, oh, can I call bullshit? What is happening here? <laughs> um, but that helps her blend in. But I love the moment she comes in in that, like, the other outfit, and he goes, oh, good, Gabrielle found a different trashy friend. And mom just kind of laughs. Yeah. And it's like, that's your daughter. <laughs> Which, okay, I'm just going to say this one time. You know the line in My Big Fat Greek Wedding about the man is the head and the woman is the neck? Mm-hmm. That is this family. Yes. The first the first lady is the head, the, the, neck, the neck of that family. Yes. Like, he makes all the policy decisions. She makes sure he looks where he needs to look mm-hmm. and, and encourages him to pull back where he should pull back. Yeah. It's great. But anyway, so then they're going. So she and Gabrielle leave to go to the concert. They literally bump into Matthew Good, who's taking pictures around the square. Uh-huh. Um... At the He's room. an attractive man with a camera. There's a reason I love this movie. Yeah, that's a good reason. <laughs> but they get they get to the Roots concert, and like once and again, this scene goes on too long. It does. But while while they're there at the concert, like Anna, she clocks secret service secret service agents in the crowd, and she she freaks because there's only supposed to be two. There's only supposed to be Weiss and Morales, and she clocks at least like three others. Yeah, like like there's probably three on each side, so there's probably at least six there. Yeah, and and so she's mad, which I understand why she's mad. I also understand why he did it. Yeah, because like he upped security as soon as he saw Gabrielle. Yeah, like he was like, we that's mm, yeah, things have changed because mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah, he wasn't he didn't trust Gabrielle anymore. Right, but yeah, so they're at the Roots concert, which is great. Um. They basically they like they Anna like runs into the she runs into the restroom yeah because she's mad because she's mad and they end up swapping jackets with a woman who has like a similar mm-hmm. like hairstyle to Anna's and so they sneak out that way she runs out and basically <laughs> like they, jump, like immediately just kind of like 
jumps onto the back of yeah. of Ben's Vespa. Because it doesn't work out as well as they thought it would. Yeah. And Wise Morales give chase. Yeah, Wise Morales give chase very quickly. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I need to escape. Can you, like, so he throws her the, the hel- helmet and mm-hmm. takes her and he introduces himself as he's driving that he's Ben. Mm-hmm. And like he's very he's a very sweet guy. Like he's he's very charming, yeah. But also very like put upon. <laughs> a little bit. Like he's like, I'm not helping you do something illegal, right? Like this isn't Yeah. <clears throat> and so like and I knew he he was Secret Service because I knew the plot of the movie. Yeah. But they, they do do a really good lead into that. They, yeah. It's and it's very clear like by the time like that this um like like before because she she ends up like once they they kind of they they lose the tail that they have. Um, it's like, and she, she gets off the bike. It's like before she asks him, you know, about like the, the Marquis de Sade bar that she, you know, going to get to. Um, it's very clear. Like she gets off the bike that like, she is very Twitter painted. Yeah. She is, she is smitten. (laughs) And, but like, it's like, she starts like walking off, but like, she still has his helmet and then he has to like call her back and she's like, Oh yeah. Right. You know, like, well, because like, the other thing that cracked me up slightly was she was yelling at her dad this back in America in the Oval Office. You know, she's like, I'm never going to get to third base before I graduate. And then she kind of goes, I mean, second, second base, base and walks out and like, she's walking out. And before they get back to talk with the G8 thing, her dad goes, what is third, third base? base? And you just get hermana, 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 hermana from the, from the people. They won't tell basically. Well, no, some of them were saying like, I always thought it was below the waist. Yeah. But like you, <laughs> you have know? like three different answers and like some people it's just, just it's, hum- o- it's, o- it's overlapping conversation. And, and yeah. his face is just okay then. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't really want to know this. Good. Thanks. Yes. Like questions I should not have but, asked. But so we get that she has not even like she has not had a lot of experience with the opposite right. opposite sex. And so that's one of the other reasons she's Twitter painted very quickly. Yeah. Because this nice British gentleman just rescued her mm-hmm. from her perspective. Yeah. And then we find out when we find like he takes her to the Marquis de Sade pub. Yeah. Which cracked me up. <laughs> I was like, the Marquis, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's getting pissed. Yeah. Like, just full-on drinking. And he goes, he, he basically calls her on the fact that she's getting drunk. Yeah, and she, she, like, you know, she's trying to, like, urge him, you know, like, well, why aren't you drinking? Yeah. And, he, like, and he tells her, like, you're getting pissed enough for the both of us. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so then, like, dad is, is talking to mom, and she says, you know, she needs the illusion of independence. She needs yeah. And he goes, illusion? Because he's just talked about this, what's his last name, Cul- Culver? Calder. Calder. Thank you. So his, they explain who Calder is for our benefit. Mm-hmm. His his dad was an American uh, American intelligence officer who was killed. Yeah. Uh, killed in the line of duty, I believe. Yeah. His dad was killed. His dad was a CIA, CIA, CIA agent who was killed in the line of duty seven years earlier. Yeah. So and yeah, so we we so he is an American citizen, like he's got dual citizenship and yeah, and all that like kind of he, stuff. He, yeah, but he he grew up with his mom. Yeah, in London. Yeah, and uh, and, and like I, like it's just interesting because later when he gives his background, we get a little bit more than that, but also a little bit less. Yeah, so it's really nice that we get that. Why is he a public servant? Mm-hmm. Why is he in this job? Type of thing. But so dad decides. Let her stay with this guy. Mm-hmm. I know my daughter. She'll be begging for MTV and and, and hotels. Yeah, like the president is talking. Like the president is talking to Ben, and basically he tells Ben to but stick with her in order to get a little teenage rebellion out of Anna's system, but without risk to her or revealing your identity ever. And he said that's paramount. Never like, tell her who you are. Do not tell her who you are. So that is a order from the president. Uh huh. 
So, so I'm, I'm a little more lenient. Oh, yeah. On no, the, I, yeah. I'm actually super lenient up to a point. Yeah. There's, there's one point where I'm like, mm, probably should have said something here, buddy. But yeah. But anyway, so then she comes out. So he has to stay, and they send Weiss and Rallis off to follow them discreetly. Not mm-hmm. very. They, they Annie Walker style follow them, FYI, <laughs> down the. Oh, yeah. But she's drunk enough she doesn't notice. Yeah. But, um,. I love when she comes out and she's like, I'm going to see the real prog. I want to taste it. Or I want to, no, I have it written down. Where to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to taste it. I want to smell it. And you just get, you get Ben behind her going, be sure you smell it before you taste it. Like, yeah. Just that, like, he makes he, those little, like, witty, sarcastic remarks about yeah. the whole thing. It yeah. makes me so happy. And, like, Matthew Good is, like, he's, he's very great at, like, dry sarcasm. Like he, it's just, it is a quality that he carries through yes. in just about all of his movies or like all of like all of his roles. He, like yeah, he has he yeah. has good comedic timing. And so she um, decides she's gonna go skinny dipping in the Danube and takes her clothes off. And he he turns his back and says, "I am officially a dead man." Yeah, <laughs> like I'm like yes, yes you are. <laughs> like there there are a couple of times this movie where I went, "Yeah, you a dead man." Oh yeah, you so dead. <laughs> but yeah, so. And like he like he ends up having to like wade into the river and like drag her out. And you do get that is a point where Morales and Weiss are necessary. They go and buy the camera from the from the like, guy yeah, that took pictures yeah, of her. Yeah, there's a tourist in like a nearby like yeah. he's on a patio at a nearby restaurant and starts taking pictures of the naked woman in the river. And and Weiss and Morales come up and you know take the camera from him. And um, they give him money. They yeah. do, they do buy it, but uh, they don't give him much of an option. Right. Uh, but after this, we have we have Anna and um, and Ben. You know, they're walking walking through Prague, and um, and there was there was this little line that I lo- like. I can't remember. Like she's kind of needling him for something, and he he's just not like yeah. He's not rising to it, and she's you know she's just like, well, you're no fun. And just I loved his response of I tend to lose my joie de vivre when I'm cold, wet, and starting to chafe. Yeah, because he's he's like wet from the chest down. Yes, because he was in the water trying to wrestle her back. Yeah, into her and, place, and she basically. and she's just like, well, whoever you know, whoever like who goes into the Danube, you know, with all their clothes on, which or he keeps correcting her because it's not it's actually not the actually the Danube, but it's it's just a really funny. And then she hears opera music, and they they see an opera is being shown on like it's a, being projected projected on, like, onto like a wall onto like a side of a building, yeah. and she wants to climb to the top of a building and watch it from the roof up there. So he. But grudgingly goes yeah. with her because otherwise she's gonna go by herself. I know you haven't watched it yet, but they're like especially this stuff in Prague because because um, I think it's basically the same kind of setting. There, like all of this stuff in Prague reminds me a lot of uh, Before Sunrise mm-hmm. and just all of this like walking around, you know, like walking around this, uh, you know, like an Eastern European city with you know like with no money and just all like try, like doing all of these things and like this the whole idea of like climbing onto a rooftop to watch this bit of opera I'm like it just felt so akin to like the spirit of that movie like there were, I just kept watching it thinking I'm like I yeah I don't remember any of this but it feels very much like before <laughs> sunrise uh, but while they're up there they have a conversation about lying and how it's okay to lie sometimes. I I have I have a lot of that written down. It's like they're you know they're they're watching the the scene in the opera, and and he points out he points out to her, um, the talking about the woman in the opera. Um, ben says she thinks she's having a dream, but she's not. He's deceiving her, 
And she says, well, how else can Paris get Helen to show him how she truly feels? It's the perfect deception. And so his response is, so it's all right to deceive with good reason then. Well, telling the truth isn't always good, but lying isn't always bad. Good things can come from lying and bad things can come from the truth. So I'm sorry. In that moment, she gives him permission for every almost yeah. everything that happens afterwards. Oh, I agree. Uh, she doesn't see it that way. No, but I see it that way because he definitely has good reason. Because if she finds out his secret service, she's going to bolt from him. Yeah. And sorry, like it or not, chick, you actually do need protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, that's another that, that whole conversation. Everything up there, I wrote poor little rich girl because she the, has like that. I'm I'm always with people, but or there's always people around, but I'm but lonely. Always, but I'm always alone. And yeah. it's, I'm not saying it's a bad life, but you know these parts of it are really bad. And yeah, it's it's definitely the poor little rich girl trope. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, then she yeah. decides the next morning they sleep on the roof together. It's really cute. Yeah, um, she she lays her head on his shoulder and they. Like, she falls asleep. <laughs> and you have the same thing happening with the two yeah. secret service agents on the other roof. But, so then they, she decides she's going to go to the Berlin Love Parade because she's read about it online. And he's like, do you have any money? Well, I have enough. I'll be fine. Because, like, I read about this girl who had, like, $2 and she sold her art on the way. And by the time she got there, she had, like, $100,000. He goes, yeah, that doesn't sound true. And she's like, well, I read it on the internet. And he responds, my favorite, on the internet, Elvis is the conductor on the Oregon Express. Yes. <laughs> that was just such, like, a, like his choice sarcasm is mm-hmm. just, I love it. But, yeah, so she... She's like, I'm going to Berlin. That's where I'm going. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, I don't... Because she calls her mom and dad the next morning, and she's going to go they, home. Yeah, they, they basically they go to, to the train station. Yeah, but she is going to go home. And while off with her dad, he's being very kind and understanding. Until the moment he sees the photos of her naked in the lake. Er, no. in the, <laughs> Sorry, I went full star kid. <laughs> naked in, in the lake. lake. <laughs> but uh, she sees her naked in the, in the water. And at that moment, once again, I thought Ben is a dead man. <laughs> because I, yeah. cause then he goes full dad mode and calls her and, by her full name. Yeah. So get home right now. Yeah. And coming back right now, and you're grounded, and you're never leaving again. Oh yeah, like so she dad mode. Yeah, so she just she like hangs up on him. She's like, I'm not telling you where, because and then she finds out you stay at the train station, you don't get on a train, you trace my call, and so she's leaving. And Ben, because once again he cannot reveal who Mm -hmm. he is, cannot tackle her to the ground and make her wait for security. Yeah, because the first and foremost thing is don't tell her who you are. Yeah, like he's he's trying to dissuade her from going. Yeah, he tries really hard. Like, do not get on this train. And then she gets on the train, and And so so he has has, he has to go and. And they get into a whole thing on the train about why he's there. She goes, you have a little thing for me, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I had that. Um, yeah, because she says, you have a little thing for me. And he says, I do not have a thing for you, little or otherwise. Um, but I, oh, Also, man. his phone is dead. Yeah, we because his, yeah, his phone died while he was waiting in the river. Because it got wet, so of course he can't. Yeah, and it's, it's, like, it's a running thing through this movie of, like, sometimes, like, he'll just be in the background, like, trying to fix his phone. Which I appreciated. Yes. Like, that was a nice little continuity line. Yes. I, I very much appreciated I that. I wish the line conversation come up again toward the end, too. Yeah. But anyway. So, yeah, they, they're on, they have this really cute, like, not cute. They have this good banter back and forth. Yeah. And she's really pissed at him because she realizes he's being her babysitter, even though he's not a Secret Service agent in her mind. Mm-hmm. He's being her babysitter anyway. And he goes, you, you won't survive on your own. And he's treating her in her mind like a child. And that's... Which... Okay, that is a thing. I'm well, like... Even, later, go ahead. I was going to say, she... 
Okay, she's the president's daughter. She has a whole, like, set of life experiences that very few people are ever going to have. Yes. Like, however, I'm like, you are still a fucking child. You were 18. Like, and even with him, like, when they're, you know, they're talking about, you know, oh, he's the youngest agent, you know, in Europe, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, he's an agent. So, like, that gives him a little bit of credibility. But then I'm like, you're only 23. What the fuck? You are both children. Yeah, it's fair. But, yeah, so he... Because uh, at one point, like, because then they wake up, she, she falls asleep and wakes up to someone new in the compartment. Uh, uh, I wrote his name down. It's McGruff. Scotty McGruff. Yeah, Scotty McGruff. I was like, train me, train Scotty yeah. McGruff. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, so Scotty McGruff is there giving out stickers with the six, $6 billion man. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. Um that, you know, well, it yeah, explains the whole like philosophy behind it is if you know you place them places and then someday you'll be, you'll run across one and you'll know you're not alone kind mm-hmm. of thing and I was like or, that's yeah like you know you'll you'll remember you know like these like good times like good feelings that you had and yeah. like you know it like it will make you happy kind of thing and he um, like tries to like start to, he goes ask her have you ever made love on it because he finds out that that have ben you ever made together. slow love on a fast moving train and Ben's like oh look the sun's in my eyes move yeah <laughs> like you're not sitting move yeah and so he's like and, oh sorry man didn't mean to yeah and so i love like once once ben like once he's now sitting mm-hmm. next to anna and i love like he's fiddling with his camera and my god i have this note several times like i have this down several times in my notes that i really miss film cameras <laughs> um but that's beside the point but that's when he calls but, her he's she says you think i'm just a spoiled rich girl no 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 no, no. the line no. is um because she's she's talking to she's talking right. to McGraw and and she says I'm not is like I'm not some spoiled or selfish spoiled brat like he thinks that I am and Ben just quips I never said you were selfish yeah he never said that yeah because he and honestly he doesn't think that he's he knows who she is so he's seen mm-hmm. what like that she is very giving of her time and of herself and so yeah. of course she wants. and and Ben does apologize later and he tells her he's like you know I'm sorry that I treated you like a child I would guess I was just feeling a bit overprotective yeah. Um, but they've gotten on the wrong train. They went to Venice instead of Berlin. Yeah. And then we get this really fun montage of them in, in Venice. And first he, well, cause first he tries to call in. Yeah. And, and, you know, give a report and she disappears. So as the president picks up the phone, he drops the phone to go find yeah, like her. He, he loses her in the crowd. And so he's like, Anna, Anna. And, and, and finally Anna and McGrath come out of a store. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing back there? Who are you talking to the phone or whatever? And he's like, apparently having a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she has just, she doesn't listen ever. Yeah. So yeah, they, they they're all over Venice. Uh, they got on the, the partners got on the train to the wrong Weiss, place. Weiss and Morales. And got- Weiss once again makes another super sexist comment. And Morales shuts his butt down in um, an amazing speech about why do you think this will get you women? What do you think people should go to the construction site? And da, da, da. and she lets him have it. And he turns into a giant baby. Oh, he, he gets so pissy. And, and just stops speaking. Mm-hmm. And he still does his job, but barely. Yeah. Like he doesn't like do anything anymore. And so that, that part is where I really got. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so then as, as like, he's throwing a silent temper tantrum basically. Yeah. Then McGruff steals their wallets as like, yeah, they find they, they are eating and they realize that McGruff stole their wallets because he's gone now. Yeah. And great. They are now, cause they were eating at a restaurant and they, neither of them have money to pay. So yeah, now they have to dine and dash. And it's also during this, that, that people are kind of murmuring on the edges of like, yeah. you know, is that Anna? 
There's, and, there's some American tourists. Yeah, that some American her. tourists that are starting to recognize her, and so like they have to they have to book it because she doesn't want Ben to know who she is. Yeah, because okay, here's the other thing: deception. Ben knew who she was. What if Ben hadn't known? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wait, as as we've talked about many times in this podcast before, we have issues with with like me specifically like manipulation, but also like we we have issues because we. We rant off mic quite frequently about the use of like deception in relationships on like our CW shows. Yeah. Um, and you know, but also like miscommunication, deception, and manipulation are kind of like the like the trifecta of like like you done fucked up. Well, and in this instance, it's super hypocritical. Yes. That she gets as angry as she does mm-hmm. over the whole thing. Excuse me. So then they're running and they 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 hide their the newlyweds cover begins. I yeah, I have I have a lot of this down. Um because they, they they're they're trying to um get a gondolier to give them yeah, a ride. To give them a ride, but like even for though they no have, money. For no money. And um and she this is just I didn't get all of it down, but this is just sort of the condensed version of, you know, she, she like puts her arms around Ben's neck and, you know, tells the gondolier, which he has a name and I didn't. Eugenio. Eugenio. Okay. Thank you. Um, she says, you know, um, uh, like we're newlyweds. We were married against my parents' wishes and, and Ben chimes in with, we tried to stay apart, but it was just no good. And she continues because I would rather die than live another day without my lover man. (laughs) And so, um, like we have no money, but we have everything like we've, and then I love it. She, she throws in the line of we've come so far on the currency, on the currency of young love. Yeah. So Eugenio is one over and gives them the free, free ride, even though he's never had a paying customer in his gondola. Well, yeah, yeah, we learned that, that Eugenio was, he was an accountant and like gave it up and bought a gondola. So yeah, so he's there gondoliering down the. Down the canal. Through through Venice. And at one point he sees the managers of the restaurant going by, so he cover kisses. Yeah. But but they're also having, like, really wonderful conversations before that. She, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're having kind of a, um, Ben says, I was a little worried when you went with, or when you went to the currency of young love, but apart from that, you were fairly magnificent. And, and then Anna says, you know, I just married you, but I know nothing about you. And, and that's when, um, you know, he talks about, you know, like he's 23 years old. He was, he was born in Wales. He, you know, but like moved to London with his, you know, with his family and like his dad was always buried in his work. And, and this, um, I liked this line, um, when he's talking about, you know, it's like, um, mom wanted the big gesture, but and like wanted dad to make like the big gestures like but people never really do that do they um and so that's when he he kisses her yeah well <laughs> it's like yeah, so yeah he's cover kisses it yeah. is cover it, it is starting as cover it turns not to just cover yes. of course and she is just like now now she is full-on twitter painted like she is mm-hmm. she's gone and so they get, the, Eugenio asks him where their hotel is. He'll take him there. Oh, we don't actually have a place to stay. Oh, newlyweds, you will stay with me and my mother. Yeah. So he takes him to his house, and his mother at first is his, very like his mother. 
Miriam Margulis. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> I love her. Most most people would know her as Professor Sprout yes. from the Harry Potter movies. She's she, just mwah, at first she's her. very like negative, and then he says, "But they're newlyweds, Mama," and, and she's like, like oh, "Newlyweds, come, st- come, stay here. You can sleep in Eugenio's room. It'll bring him luck." Yeah, and so we have this moment, uh, this awkward seduction moment. Because Man- Mandy's character Anna is is a, is a virgin, mm-hmm. and she comes in in just a towel and drops the towel at one point, and bless this dude's heart. Like he is, I underlined it twice. He is trying to be a good guy. Yeah, like he often um, he's trying to sleep on the floor. She doesn't want to let him. Um, yeah, the um, and then so she curls up behind him on the floor, which is like she doesn't like she does not doesn't curl, curl up. up she lays next to him on the floor. Yeah, because yeah, he like he gives her the bed. He like he's he's. He lays down on the floor, and, like, he goes to turn off the light, and she gets down on the floor next to him, and he just immediately just, like, jumps, jumps up, up and yeah. turns turns the light back on. Because he, he doesn't even take his jeans off. He, he just takes his shirt off. Yeah. And no jeans. He starts to undo his jeans, and she's like, go ahead. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no, that's not happening. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> like, and, you're super, no. Well, and it's, and so she, you know, and that's when she, you know, like, he turns, like, he turns his back to her. And that's when, like, she drops the towel, mm-hmm. and and like when he turns back around, he just he's just like, oh my god, like no, and picks up his own blanket, and yeah, like, picks, picks up his between blanket. them like a curtain. He's like, yeah. no, no, and and it's and so like that's when like she she brings up the kiss, and and that's when like he um my note is uh my note is that he negates the realness. Yeah, of the kiss, and says her, and says that he didn't feel anything. He says not ex- anything. Yeah, and explains to her that that the you know people were, you know people like he didn't want them to be recognized. Yeah, which I, I, that, good on him. Like yes. I appreciate him for going. This is inappropriate, and what you're doing is super inappropriate. Mm-hmm. So I'm shutting it down. Like, yeah. and this this next scene is actually the scene that I got a genuine laugh from Jerry Piven. Okay, so they're walking through. He's finally coming out of his sulk. And he takes yeah. a moment to appreciate the sunset in Venice. And he's like, come over here and appreciate it. Like, appreciate it with me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And finally, Morales does. She comes over and she's looking. And he, he makes a comment about her being beautiful. Like, it's not super, super yeah. bad. And th- th- that wasn't too bad for me. But then he starts doing Baruch Yeah. And, like, going off into Hebrew. And he does some hip-hop Hebrew. Uh, yeah. That's where I genuinely laughed. I was like, that moment is, wasn't terrible. I was I'll like, give it that. I was like, I just wasn't expecting him to like go off into like a beatbox and like, yeah. And I, then he goes, "What? We got some hip hop Hebrew up in here," and I just lost it. It's like I didn't yeah. expect that. I didn't know where that came from. So I'm just gonna accept it as funny because I wasn't expecting oh, it. Oh man! But I I love the next morning. Yeah. They are Ben and Anna like. They're very icy toward one another, yeah. and I love Mary. mostly Anna. Mostly Anna. Um, ben is just kind of you know taking it on the chin, and um, and I love Miriam Margulis. Like she is every shipper ever because yeah. she because ba- she basically just does the now kiss. But but and so he actually is going to and and Anna leaves him hanging. Anna just turns. She, she's not, yeah, she's not doing it. And Eugenio gives him a ride to the Austrian border. Yeah. Uh, while they are walking through Austria, 
uh, Weiss and Morales have made it to Mama's house. How they found Mama Eugenia, Eugenia's Mama, I don't know. And they show her the picture, and she goes, oh, yes, the newlyweds. And I wrote down, and he's a dead man again. <laughs> yes. Because they... Was like, I love the moment when when the when the president's detail, like Harper, and I can't remember the other guy's name. I forgot, yeah. We, they, um, like, when they come in to kind of, you know, debrief the president on, like, okay, this is what we know about Anna and, like, what she's doing, and then, like, they're kind of looking back and forth at each other, like, I can't, I can't say one of them, One of the other one makes Harper say it, because he's yeah. not going to say it. It's, it's like, basically, it's just, like, even saying it, like, just breaking this news, I am going, like, it is going to be a shoot the messenger situation, but Harper has to say, we think they're married, and it just, yeah. it just cuts. I, I wrote, Secret Service, tell President, Calder's a dead man. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, because I was like, the coverage just totally backfired on them. Like, yeah. it was great for giving them one night, but I'm really upset that it didn't come back up the right. night of the movie. Oh, me too. Because, like, when, when he takes her at the very end of the movie, to skip ahead, he takes her to the helicopter. I wanted him to be, like, brought on the helicopter, too, and have to go talk to Dad, because Dad thinks this is her husband right now. <laughs> Which would have um, been hilarious. It, yeah, it would have been. But anyway, but so, I from here it's like they're they're walking along. Yeah, and through, Anna, through Austria. Anna ditches him when she picks up well, picked up in a truck. Hold on, before yeah. before before she ditches him, like they're walking along, and and he's trying to like he's trying to build a bridge, like yeah. he, like he's trying to mend this fence, and and she, like she is still just like very angry with him, and um. And I love, like, he ends up telling her, you know, it's like, Anna, this, you know, like, like, reason for him giving her the brush off, because, you know, like I said, she's just still so angry about it. And he tells her, you know, Anna, this is not about you. Romance is just simply not a feasible option for me right now. And I'm like, okay. But here's, here's the other side of the coin. Yeah. He should have stuck with the I'm gay that would have been a perfect cover. She would have stopped pushing herself on him. He wouldn't have had, like... Yeah. And I, 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 I think for, like, just for the situation... Like, yeah, but... That would have been... Like, I understand no, understood I, that cover. Well, because she, she makes that, like, as, a, as like a, if you didn't like girls yet, you could have just told me. And he could have gone, yep, you're right. And just let it go. Because, like... No, to, that is I. I would I would have like fucking turned this movie off. Really? Because like I think once again it's that deception with a good reason type thing. It's deception with a good reason, but sorry, that 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 would have bothered you. I, I that, that. that strikes a chord with me. I understand that. For me, it would have been okay in the situation they were in, just because he was literally trying to get her to to not like mm-hmm. to not think of him that way anymore. But I see what I, you're I have an issue with using. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Using like a sexual identity as an excuse. That I see what you're saying. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, she ditches him in the truck. Yeah, like a, a, a farm truck drives by and she jumps in. And a weird fracking choice of song happens for me. Okay, I'm fine with it. The because, song is good because it's Chris Isaac. I'm fine with the it. The song is good. It just seemed like I don't know. Like it seemed like a weird place to to like make this we, like we, it's a pining montage. That, that's what I've seen. It seemed like a weird place for a pining montage. He's running like he's it, yeah he's running to try to catch up with the truck. And then every once in a while you see her pining. But I was like, this just seems like a weird place for. Okay, it, yeah, no, I I agree. It's totally a weird place. I'm like, but it's like it's it's Chris Isaac, and I am always going to yeah. be on board with Chris Isaac. But for the record, they could have cut this whole part. In my opinion. agreed, because he catches up with her at the bungee jump. Mm-hmm. 
because she, she walks to like because they drop her off in the next town basically and she starts walking again and she kept, gets to a place where people are jumping off a bridge and she doesn't see the bungee cord at first which is hilarious and then she sees McGruff is there and she's like you stole our money yeah and he catches up about the time she's gonna bungee jump and he's like no 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 yeah so they yeah, can't ben, jump yeah Ben comes running up just as they're like strapping her yeah. in and he's like, no, like, you're basically telling her, like, you're not doing this alone. So they, they do a double, like, they're strapped together. Yeah. And um, I, I, I did kind of like that. Yeah, that's there, there There's some fun chemistry there. Yeah. And so then McGruff, like, the, like flashed to that night. I like McGruff out of the tree. Like, you stay out there. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, I returned most of the money. Because, like, apparently he did return some of their money to them. Right. And, like, his his whole excuse was, like, you know, he stole it, like, because he, like, he's trying to, like, find this girl that he locked eyes with for, like, six seconds in a crowd. And, like, she's his true love and he has to find he her. He just knows she's the one. Yeah. And but, so... But we... We the, get... Because while he's telling the story, Matthew Good looks... Or Matthew Good, sorry. Ben. Ben looks over at Anna and he goes, you'd hug him all over again, wouldn't you? And she's just kind of... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... But I, um... Let me get the mountain walking up to her. Yeah, there's there's a, um, you know, like... It, there, a, it's a like very, a hippie gypsy, mont- like a hippie gypsy kind of group that's staying... It's Yeah, it's a very, like, bohemian yeah, kind of, like, travelers yeah. kind of thing. And, you know, the, like, these free spirits. Yeah. And, and so, you know, they're all camping out, and, you know... Ben and Ben and Anna are kind of, you know, setting off to the side. They're having a beer and, and that, you know, that's when this, you know, like <laughs> this very blonde, muscular Austrian man, Ben calls him an Alp. Like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the man is an Alp. Um, but like he brings that, you know, he brings them a, a, um, sleeping he brings bag. Ben a sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah. He, he brings, he brings a sleeping bag and then like, he basically just like, he kind of like nods his head towards a tent and asks Anna basically like, you wanna? And, and winks. Yeah, and winks. And, um, and is just kind of, she's like, no thanks. And so he just like leaves it at that and, and goes off. But, um, but oh, there's, sorry, there's an adorable little, like why, like when, when Gus Gus walks up, um, when Ben had walked over to Anna and he was bringing her a beer, he had also made her a s'more. Yeah. And I just love this little moment. Like he sits down next to her and like, she pulls the graham cracker off and then just smears marshmallow on its face. And he says, that's hot. Yeah. He's like, that is, that is incredibly hot. Thank you. And it's just. Um, it's just such a random, like, little moment, like, just yeah. this little touch that I absolutely love. And that's when Gus Gus comes over and kind of makes the proposition. And I can't remember how the conversation is going, but basically it ends up with her just being like, well, maybe I will go see, you know, maybe I will go into the tent with Gus Gus. And just starts to, starts to, like, walk off in that yeah. direction. And that's when we get, like, the declaration. Yeah, he, he finally admits, yeah, I've, I've got it down. Um, she She's walking off, and uh, ben, ben tells her, you know, like, why he doesn't want her to do this. And he says, you know, I don't trust him. It's like, because I don't think he's remotely good enough for you. Because until the last three days, I was perfectly content with my life of solitary adventure. And then you came along, and those two things seemed mutually exclusive. Because I'm jealous as hell, and I'd hate to see you with Gus. I'd hate to see you with any other man. Not only did I adore kissing you in Venice, because I am so unbloody hinged just being near you. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and like, it's not a bad speech. And kisses. So they have a kiss. Smoochie. And his phone rings because he fixed it. And, and he hangs up. And then he tosses it. He throws it behind him. Yep. And fade to black. And then the next morning, he is in his underwear finding his phone because it's ringing again. Yep. And and it's Morales. And no, it's Weiss. It's Weiss, yeah. Talking to him. And he's like, we're going to the Berlin Festival. It's like, no, your assignment ended in Vienna. He goes, we're going to the Berlin Love Festival. It's what she wants to do. The Berlin Love Parade. It's what she wants. Yeah. It's what we're doing. We'll, we'll be there. And... She goes, who is that? Just some friends in Prague who are worried about me. Like, that was your opportune moment, sir. Yep. I mean, really, you probably should have told her before you slept with her. Like, technically. Agreed. But that moment should have been the moment. Mm -hmm. He should have been like, because he knows now his assignment was already over. Mm -hmm. This should have been the moment. Like, I was just like, dude, dude, this is the moment. This is is your moment. It's basically like you got to the one yard line and then you fucked it up. Yeah. So they go to the love festival and she she actually meets up with Gabrielle there. Yeah. Which is amazing to me. Yeah. Which is amazing (laughs) to them. Like, that happens. Um, And I love that, um, like, Gabrielle sees her and just, like, takes a look and then Gabrielle says, tells her that she's glowing and she says, sex. And and Anna points to like points to Ben off in the off in the crowd yeah. and just says no love because Ben is at a phone booth oh. and he is talking to the he, to, he's to talking Weiss to Weiss again. and he's telling him you know just give it an hour let her have her thing for an like, hour give it an hour like, no her, her dad her yeah dad, like, I will meet you at this monument blah blah and he's like her dad wants her back now but the camera has turned and so when it turns back you you hear her voice say what kind yeah. of thing. And up, oh, she's now in the know. She, she's yeah, she's overheard Ben's tactical plan, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and then there's she, she runs away from him through the crowd. There's kind of a weird slow mo scene that happens. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Ben, when she's trying to get away, yeah. Ben tells her, "It's like your father decided to give you some controlled freedom. I was his safety net and yours." Um, it's like I like, <laughs> and then you know that's when he tells her, "It's like I didn't plan for it to happen, but it did, and I fell in love with you." And that's when, like, she just keeps, like, pushing through the crowd, and she gets swarmed by some... By people who recognize her. By people who recognize her and do not have the best of intentions. Well, another, like, some guys push those guys off and start taking them, you can have a party with us, baby, and she's trying to get away from them, and finally Ben yeah. shows up as the knight in shining armor to save the day. Yeah. Because he... I, I wrote, she's finally realizing why she needed protection in the first yes. place. And I'm like, that's where I'm like, as someone who's been in the spotlight for as long as she has, she should have known that already. Yeah. But... She's on the ground like she got hurt or something. So he picks her up like it, princess body, style. Yeah, like he he picks her up like Kevin Costner bodyguard 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 style and, and takes her to the helicopter that is now waiting. Yeah, he's not allowed on the helicopter. He's held back. She mm-hmm. is put on the thing, and that is the last they see of each other for a while. Yeah, it's like we we get a montage of of like her, you know, going back. And and then going to Harvard, like packing to go to Harvard, and then home for Christmas. Like yeah. like that that is a really quick like montage. Mm-hmm. Which granted, at this point, we need it to be. See, that's the other thing. I would have been okay if the ending of this movie had gone longer. Yeah. If they had like shortened some of the other stuff and let the the end go a little bit longer. Yeah. Oh, I would have too. Like, I mean, first daughter at least gives us like he's at the dance at Christmas and he gets to dance with her. Mm-hmm. Like this is just a, like, it takes a long time. It, like it, it's a weird, like it's quick and also long in the same breath. Yes. If that makes any sense. Yeah. 
but yeah, so she goes to Harvard. Now she's home for Christmas again. Like it's boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Um, and dad is encouraging her to take the Oxford uh, exchange. exchange program. Right. And then he says, remember that guy, Ben, uh, or agent, agent Calder, agent Calder. And she's like, he goes, Ben. And she goes, yes. Like, of course yeah, of I remember course Ben. I remember like she's still not over Ben. Yeah. And he's like, he quit. Mm-hmm. He's living in London now. And she's she's like, like, okay, thank you for this information. Like, why are you telling me this? um, He's like, uh, and he said said something about, I don't remember what he said, but yeah. So so the next thing you see is Ben's working like a camera operator at the opera. Mm -hmm. Like, he's recording the opera that they will then project somewhere. He's working working with, like, a a film camera. And then she's, quote, made a gesture and made the the big gesture and shown up. Yeah, Which, I to me, tells big, him, like, I came to find you. Like, I'm making the big gesture. Yeah. I think the gesture was kind of quitting, too. Like, he quit his job for, mm-hmm. because he could, he realized that it wasn't right. Right. Yeah, so um, then he just walks out of his job. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Which, oh, yeah, we, hold on. Like, yeah, we, we get... Um, we yeah the, this whole like this whole we have this whole exchange where, you know, she says, like, you know, I came to find you. You know, I'm making the big gesture. And... And he says, so you've got a little thing for me, huh? And she goes, no, a big thing. Yeah. And they, like, they come in close and, and he kind of, you know, kind of nods over to where Weiss and Weiss's new partner. Yeah. Um, he and Morales have, have had a talk that they just, they basically distract each other too much now. I appreciated that part too. Like they both go, yeah, this is a bad idea. Like uh, being partners and being together is a bad idea. Yeah. Which so, is. Agreed. So, so, uh, Weiss and, you know, his new partner are kind of like standing off, yeah. you know, at, towards the back of the theater. And Ben, you know, Ben says, you, do you think they'll shoot me if I kiss you? And she says, I will if you don't. Yeah. So like they have their kiss and, and, and then that, she says, help me escape. Yeah. Yeah. Help me get out of here. And, and so, yeah. So then like, we see them hopping on the back of, of his Vespa, but this time like there are cars behind them. Yeah. Her secret service car is behind them. And, yeah, and so she's now going to Oxford for the semester, and they're going to be together, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this movie, like, it definitely needed to be trimmed down in places, and yeah. the the ending needed more... Something. Sub- it needed more substance to it. Yeah, like, like literally, I, I would have been happier if they hadn't gotten back together. Mm-hmm. Like, in some ways. Or, like... Which, this is me saying that. I, this... I would have been happier if it had, like, a longer period of time had passed. Like, instead of just, like... It's been, like, six months. Yeah. It, I don't know. Be- because... For an 18-year-old, that is forever. Oh, my God. Like, no, seriously, think about it. When you were 18, six months was a long time. I don't remember being 33. <laughs> and that was last year. So, <laughs> like, I definitely don't remember being 18. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's, the ending just felt, it felt rushed. And I think, I think partly is because we, because we have like, it's like a montage and then bam, we've like slapped a sticker on the end of it. We we have a montage and you have like one scene at Harvard, one scene, or one scene with your mom, a scene at Harvard, a scene scene, and then home for Christmas. Yeah. And so it's like, uh like, I'm so confused. We have have like three, like four minute scenes. It's like, we have like maybe 10 minutes. The scene at Harvard is entirely unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Like I'd rather have that gone 
and give us like it's, it's an actual conversation between the two of them and not just a cute button moment. Yeah, and not just like the rom com cliches yeah. at the end. Because that, that's all it was. Which, don't get me wrong, and, and if that, like, the final conversation between them, if it had been in a fic, I would have been, like, creating other accounts to give it more kudos. Yeah. But for a movie, it just, it felt a little like damp squib. Well, the other thing I would have, like I said earlier, I would have loved to have seen a scene with Ben meeting Dad. Oh, yeah. Because I think that would have been, like, if we'd had that, even. Because that's the other thing. Once Ben disappears, we don't see Ben again. No. Like, we only see her side of it. And I don't like that. I, yeah, I don't like that either. I think we should see Ben's ben, side yeah. of it. I, I don't like it, and it's not just because I want more Matthew Wood. But, but <laughs> to have, like, him and Mark Harmon, you know, have Ben in the president, and he tells him why he's quitting. He's like, your daughter deserves more freedom. She, you can trust her. She's a woman that's tr- that you know she, she's trustworthy. She deserves and your trust. For all we know, like that might have been like a deleted scene on like a on a DVD somewhere. Who knows? I just wish it was in the movie instead of like I agree all the Jeremy Piven stuff. I'm telling you, like yeah, the you could have cut out like Which we didn't even talk about most of it because we, we didn't. It's so unnecessary. It's so pointless. Yeah. Like okay, they get together, guys. Literally there you go. all it, it does, all it like it is like it is like 30 minutes of this movie of like Weiss and Morales and and their whole back and forth and all it does is set up the conversation that she has with them at Harvard. Yes, which is unnecessary too. Completely unnecessary. Why don't they teach love in school? That's the conversation. Yeah. Like because love has to be experienced. It's like you can't you can't learn love in a classroom. Says like, Jeremy Piven. Yeah, don't care. Yeah, like anyway. It like it it's that, completely that totally it's brings completely this movie down for me. Yeah, like just and like his sexist crap at the beginning. I don't like. Hmm. I I was so close to just completely like fast forwarding through every time <laughs> Jeremy Piven was on screen. But I thought about it. I'm like, no, there might be something that I need, and that is, I should have known better. The that Hebrew is never hip-hop, man. That is never the case with Jeremy Pitt. The tall than that. Anyway, sorry. I don't know that, why. I no, don't know. Why. I will admit it is funny, but I did not have enough built up goodwill. That's fair. I, I think, like I said, I wish that it had number one not been Jeremy Piven because that is a. I don't like him generally. And I hate to say that. Like, I don't like saying that about any actor, but other than like, like, so like serendipity, because I haven't seen singles, but I don't really like him in serendipity. He's just, I like I everything like, else so I can deal with him. I, yeah. I, I, I give, yeah. Like I'm trying to think because like in serendipity, um, John Cusack's character doesn't come off as like the greatest guy. Yeah. So his best friend either had to be a saint or he had to be worse than him. And so they went worse. So they went worse. Yeah. And, and it's like, but, and the thing that makes it so bad is that his character in that movie is like held up as this epitome of like, Oh, you and your wife have been together for so long. And like, you're the perfect couple and blah, blah, blah. And then you find out that like, he's just been putting on a show this whole time. And he's like, yeah, we're getting divorced. Yeah. And like, it's just, yeah. Like I said, I can tolerate him in that movie. Like he he's not my favorite thing. I like you like when you you've got John Corbett like in like silk shirts and scarves and like being a weirdo in the other half of the movie. I want more of that, please. Yeah. But um but yeah, this is not serendipity. Sorry. No. We we will get to that movie one day. But yeah, the, this movie could have been way more like could have way more streamlined. Yeah. Could have really I don't know. I feel like it could have used like some reshoots. <laughs> It could have. Like, this is definitely a movie that would have been better served with a better editor. 
Because, like, yeah, like some, and, and maybe even the director needed to know it's not a TV episode. You don't have to tie up certain bows. You can let certain things go. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's that, just, now that you've said that, it was like, that is a bit of a problem with this movie is that the bow is tied too neatly. Yeah, like... Which is not a thing I ever thought I would say. Well, not even... Honestly, this is going to sound really weird. You can take this movie apart and make it episodes of, a, of like, a series. Yeah. Because, like, that's why you have that moment of her jumping in a tr- truck and going away. That, that part is totally unnecessary. You could have had that song playing while they're both walking together. Yeah. And that would have actually been fine. It could it could have been like them having their fight, but like and then continuing to walk on in silence without yeah. having like this pining montage, or even both of them in the truck and had like that moment of pining. But I just did there, not there was see... no there was absolutely no reason to separate. Them yeah, it's other weird. Other than for a moment of like having her literally on her own for the first time ever. Yeah. And, like, like, and that's all it does, but it has no impact because... It doesn't matter. The, the scene doesn't serve anything. Yeah. yeah. And that, that happens a few times in this movie. Like, I just feel like, even to some extent, as much as I enjoyed the McGruff stuff... Oh, yeah. Some only of that, only we some did, of that we served. Did not, we did not need, like, the entire montage of them running around Venice while Ben took pictures of them. That was the other thing that happened at Harvard, is she sees the McGruff sticker. Yeah. Like, that's the only other thing that happened. And that could have happened... See, okay, let me tell you my alternate ending. Okay. She sees the McGruff sticker, and then she kind of smiles and keeps walking, and there's Ben standing at the end of the thing, and he says, I quit my job. Can we give this a real try? Or, you know, something... He goes, I made the big gesture. I quit my job. Can we... Like, something to that effect would have been a cute ending, too. Because of, like, the formula of this movie, because Ben is the one who brought up big gestures, he can't be the one to make it. I don't care about that. I'm just saying, like, to me, that would have been a well, cute Well, I'm ending. like, for, for the balance of it. Yeah, I see that. Like, yeah, he can't be the one to make the big gesture. Or have, once again, show his side of things and have him see the sticker and her being on the other side. Like, the sticker should have come into play. Yes, I agree. Because, like, like I said, there's dropped plot threads that could have been used to better serve their purpose. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so do we care if they stay together? Uh, no, because I'm like, you're too young, you're idiots. Like, Fair. You're, you're babies, you're children. I'm like, that is definitely a thing about it as I'm like, getting older like, yeah. and watching rom coms that were made for teenagers. I'm like, yeah. you, you were all too, like, you were all too young and stupid. <laughs> like, just no. I just, no. Like, you, you are children. Like, and especially, like, right now, I'm like, I'm like, her dad is still in office. This ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, no. Granted, he's only got like another year and a half at that point. True. But anyway, so what do you rate this movie? I'm gonna give it a week three. Yeah, me too. I'm the same. That's like it's not bad enough for a two and a half. Yeah. Because like and and like I said, it's Matthew Good, so I'm I'm not going to like completely rip the movie apart because yeah. I, I do love and If you mute the, the Jeremy Piven scenes, you're probably fine. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not nearly as objectionable of a movie if you mute the Jeremy Piven scenes or and fast just, forward through them. And it, like, that's the thing. is like, we just... <sighs> Give me more of Mark Harmon as the president yeah, instead of him. I definitely, like, like wanted more of that. I loved the, the parents and the relationship between the parents. And I could have seen a whole lot more of that. Yeah. Like, I could watch that West Wing episode. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I will admit, like, I, there were many times that I was comparing it to the West Wing in my yeah. head. I just couldn't help it. I kept comparing it to First Daughter and My Date with the President's Daughter, mostly First Daughter. 
Because I, I, I have only seen my date with the president's daughter one time. Oh man, that was on all the time on the Disney Channel as a man. kid. I watched it at least three times. <laughs> like back I, to back. I saw it the night that it aired, and that was the only time that I saw it. Well, it was Wolf Dell, so I was Well, know, yeah. Like was, I I would have liked to have seen it more than one time. It just just didn't materialize yeah. when I was watching. So um do you have anything else to add, darling? That's it for me. I have nothing either, so that will get it for this episode of Couch Buddies. As always, we thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. If you enjoy this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.